Christ is born. Lord. Be seated. This Sunday after uh, Christmas is always uh, a Sunday of great interest to me. For one, it's my name day. Uh, St. James, the brother of our Lord. My first name is James. And uh, increasingly, as I have to do things like deal with, with governments and Medicare and things like that, uh, I go by James because it's just easier when you're doing medical forms. You know, you know, you're just like, don't confuse them with your middle name. And so, uh, I, I, my doctor and a lot of others who uh, deal with me think I'm James. So, and never in my life, I, mean, I was called Steve from the time I was a little boy. But I'll, I'll deal with James, that's fine. So it's a name day for that. And on the Orthodox calendar, when Christmas like this year falls on the 27th, it's also the Feast of Stephen. Uh, uh, so I get a double name day uh, on these weekends. Uh, in the Western calendar, Stephen falls on the 26th of December, and so that's something else I had to adjust to when I became Orthodox. It's get a way today for your name. But when you find out it's because the Theotokos went at the 26th, I don't mind. So she, she can have any day she wants. Uh, but it's interesting that we commemorate St. James, uh, and uh, as well as St. Stephen. Um, they are saints who are important, uh, St. James in particular. Um, we don't know a lot about him. We know he's, he is uh, the son of Joseph by an earlier marriage. Joseph was an old widower, and so James is among those who are known uh, as the brother of the Lord. Uh, and uh, Simeon was another one. They have a sister as well. These are kind of interesting things. James, we know from the book of Acts, uh, becomes, uh, is the, leader, the clear leader of the church in Jerusalem. Uh, at the Council of the Apostles in Jerusalem, it's James who seems to preside in the book of Acts, even though Peter is in attendance. It's James who's the leader of the Jerusalem church. And after the death of James, his brother Simeon becomes the leader of the Jerusalem church. Kind of a kind of family business. But uh, you know, how the, the place they had, uh, I've always found that interesting uh, because, as, as I'm sure uh, you all experienced, uh, you know, you can say you could become orthodox and you have to explain it to your family you know and, and or you could become just a Christian and try to explain it to your family and, uh, and being active in all of that and uh, so that we're not always used to everybody being on board much less uh, being in a family in which everybody is as holy as they are uh, St. James uh, according to I mean St. James was well known we have writings about James uh, in non-Christian uh, uh, sources, such as the writings of Josephus. Uh, he knows James. James was famous outside of the Christian community. Uh, he was uh, thought, he was said to be such a pious man that he had knees, like the knees of a camel, you know, calluses on his knees from prayer. Uh, uh, James was martyred, depending on which source we go by, either in 62 AD or 69 AD, those who said 69 AD also uh, suggest that it was uh, the uh, execution of James that helped provoke some of the revolt that ultimately resulted in the destruction of the temple. We, we, just, we don't have enough sources to confirm that, uh, but he was known outside the Christian community and greatly revered 
Even minded Jews held him in very, very great honor. It's interesting as we celebrate uh, Christmas and the few details we have in the so-called birth narratives in like Matthew and Luke's Gospels, um, the great source of information about the infancy of Christ comes from a book we typically now call the Protoevangelium of James, that is the early Gospel of James, and its oldest name was actually the Gospel of James. It was uh, not accepted by the church as having actually been authored by James. It was, it had been Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, James. I mean, if, if they accepted the authorship that way, but um, there's still very good reasons to argue uh, that the community that produced that uh, comes from a community, uh, early Christian community in Palestine of Jewish Christian origin, uh, who probably very, very much attached to James, and James being a primary source for a lot of the information uh, in it. Um, and uh, somebody's got to supply that, you know, and so why not an older brother uh, supplying some of this information? Um, but uh, that, that Christ's uh, kinsmen, including those who were merely adopted kinsmen, uh, held him to be God and Christ is for me a very loud testimony. The scripture said Jesus didn't do so well in Nazareth. He goes home to Nazareth and those who knew him knew that he was, you know, he was Joseph and Mary's boy. What's he doing now? Uh, and he said he could do no great miracles there because of their unbelief. And yet, those who knew him more were in the confines of that household proclaimed him as Lord and God. That's striking to me, because that's, it says something. They knew it. They knew it. Um, I've got another brother. <laughs> yes. It's impressive. They follow. Since Stephen is somebody else whom, you know, he becomes a deacon at the time the book of Acts would describe him as this, this, uh, to speak in the early church because the, the Greek-speaking widows, the Jews were really, there were two large cultural groups of Jews in the ancient world. Those who were Palestinian Jews who spoke Hebrew or Aramaic, probably, like Jesus, and those who spoke Greek. And they had been centered especially in Alexandria. And in fact, we're even told there was a synagogue of the Hellenes, meaning a synagogue of the Greek-speaking Jews, and the, probably the services in that synagogue were in Greek. This was in Jerusalem. So, and so the converts out of that, the Greek-speaking Christians are presenting their Aramaic-speaking Christians and saying the apostles are not taking care of our widows and they should, so they appointed seven deacons. And it's interesting that the names of the seven deacons are all Greek names. The apostles knew how to handle parish problems. They appointed so that we'll be sure that your people are taken care of. We've got some here. But among those is Stephen. Um, the word Stephanos, his name means a crown. If he had been Arabic, his name would have been Nazareth. Uh, related to the word Nazareth and, and Nazarite, but Nazareth. But no, he's called Stephanos, Stephen. Uh, we're told by traditional sources that he was a student of Gamaliel, or Gamaliel. St. Paul studied with Gamaliel. Uh, 
Traditional sources also say that Stephen and Paul were related, like cousins or something, which explains a bit more of the background story of what particular Paul has against Stephen. He's there, he's, he's angry by what Stephen is preaching, he's so angry he stands by, it doesn't say he threw the stones, but he stood by holding their clothes, their coats, while the other guy stoned Stephen. And it wrinkled, it ate at Jesus, when he blinds Paul on the road to Damascus, says to him, it's hard for you to kick against the gold, isn't it? I mean, this thing that's been poking you, it's hard to resist it. I think it was poking Paul before he killed Stephen. It was poking him when, when he watched the death, before he watched the death, and it ate at him. And, and like someone for whom it eats at him, he becomes so zealous that he's got to stamp it out until uh, God stamped his own image on Paul's heart and, and the resurrected Christ made himself known to us. Uh, it's interesting, though, we don't have a great record of a deep devotion to St. Stephen in the first few centuries. It's not until about the 400s, 300s, late 300s or so, that Stephen becomes popular. And that was because someone, uh, through a vision, it was, it was revealed to him where his bones were. And his body was dug up, and there were many miracles worked from his relics. And he became, and this is actually very key about the mentality of the early church. It's rarely that there's devotion to saints based on history. Like, oh, he's famous. Or, oh, I really like that story in the Bible. That's not where, that's not where devotion to saints really comes from. It's because of their bones. And that miracles are worked by their relics. That's why St. Nicholas is as popular as he is. He's an obscure, unimportant bishop in the life of the church. But it's the miracles worked through him that make him so popular across the world. Well, Stephen becomes popular. Uh, a portion of his bones were taken to uh, 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 Hippo, where uh, Augustine in the West was bishop. Um, he like he he actually stopped one of his they put up a shrine they had relics of Stephen in the shrine. Uh, he actually stopped one of his services in the middle when he was bishop and they got come up and give testimony about his his healing uh, by the intercessions of Saint Stephen's. I mean, uh, which is the, apparently they had more freedom back then to do it. But you know, we one of our brothers needs to come up and give a testimony how he was healed. I, I love it's a passage in the city of God that I like to show Protestant friends uh, who tend to champion St. Augustine and say, well, no, you don't understand. Augustine was orthodox. Uh, and let me show you how. He loved the bones of the martyrs and uh, would stop a, a service to have people come up and testify that the miracles wrought by him. Um, these are... Uh, among many stories and saints. James numbered here because of his kinship with Christ, according uh, by adoption. Um, David the king, um, Joseph the betrothed, these relations, uh, and Stephen because of the day of his martyrdom. But we give thanks to God uh, in this uh, continuing, I won't say shadow of Christmas, it's more like in the light of Christmas as this feast day continues on uh, into its third day uh, this week. Um, and I give thanks for these saints who have meant so much to me through the years 
Well, and so it took a life of the church. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, your announcement is <coughs>